Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 10. My name is Bowie Stover, my pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. In today's episode, we're going to be exploring ways to keep a positive mindset during self-isolation. We're going to check out some practical tools that you can use every day to help support your mental health. Because I know there's a big a big push at the moment for people to stay active at home. But what I'm not seeing so much of is ways that people can actually kind of support their mental health is you can't have physical health without having mental health. They go hand in hand. There is no separation. The mind and body are all one. It's the whole being. (laughs) So to have the ability to even get active, we need to have a stable level of mental health. And that is, you know, feeling, feeling okay. It doesn't have to be feeling great. It doesn't have to be perfect just feeling okay, feeling okay enough to be able to move a little. And that's what we're going to be looking at today, ways that you can feel okay. Because I know in no way am I going to say, you know, you should be feeling great. You should be looking at only the positive this because, you know, this is a freaking stressful situation. There's a lot of wild shit going on around the world and who knows? Who knows what's actually happening? I don't think anyone knows. The government's just making it up as they go along. They don't know. <laughs> We've never been in this situation before, so there's a lot of unknown shit out there, and that can be really scary. And most of our days, even if we are staying at home, self-isolating, can still be really stressful. So it's about how can we manage ourselves through this stressful situation as best we can and it's not about being perfect it's not about you know what I'm gonna be super happy today it's like if you are that's great but if not totally okay there is no need to try and force yourself to be a certain way what we want to look at doing is how you can just be okay with this because it's really important this is gonna pass and I know now when we're all kind of trapped in this space of, you know, you got to stay home, that it can feel confining and it can feel like, you know, a lot of our freedoms have been taken away and a lot of things that we may have taken for granted are now no longer accessible. In a way, it's putting some interesting perspective on things. And I know personally for myself, it's kind of helping me reassess what's really necessary in my life and what is not. We're all having to give up special things in our life that may have been really fulfilling and may have been supportive of our physical and mental health. So it's not easy trying to come to terms with those losses. And what I want to share with you today is just some ways to help maybe bring back some kind of structure to your day because now that we're not necessarily working and we're kind of just stuck at home, it's like, what what the fuck am I doing? Like what, and you know, what do I do with my time and what can I do at home? And, and, it, and it can be really challenging. So today, what I'm going to be talking about is creating a routine for your day just to add some structure and purpose to it. Because I don't know about you, but for myself, my days have kind of turned into a bit of a blur. I'm kind of losing them. I'm not quite sure we know what day it is sometimes. Thankfully, I know today is Friday and it's podcast day. (laughs) So we're all okay there. I thankfully have a digital calendar that tells me that. (laughs) But 
putting some structure and routine into your day can be really helpful. We're going to be looking at what questions you can ask yourself to check in with yourself and assess where your mindset is at. And we're also going to be looking at meditation as a tool to help you reframe your situation to support your mental health. So you may be wondering why, Bowie, why are we going to be talking about these things? Well, currently, as I just mentioned, there's a lot of focus on people getting active to support their physical health. And I know our government here in Australia has said, you know, you have to be in self-isolation, but if you're doing exercise, you're right to run around the street, which is kind of confusing. <laughs> as Quite a bit of the government messaging has been. However, being that you can go out of your house to practice physical activity, I think it's a great positive and it's an opportunity to not be so cooped up, but it can also be a stressor. It can also kind of add to anxiety of, well, I'm out of the house. What if I now am putting myself, well, not if, you are. Once you leave your house, you're kind of exposing yourself to those unknown variables of, are you going to get sick? Are you going to touch something that someone who's had the coronavirus has touched and therefore transmitted to yourself or take it home to your family? There's a lot of, there's a lot of stressful things associated with going outside of the house to practice any sort of physical activity. Actually, no, for myself yesterday, I had to, Zay and I had to go out of the house uh, for some business stuff that we were doing. And I actually ended up having a mild anxiety attack just from being out of the home, especially after two and a half weeks of being at home and feeling that safety there, hopping in the car and driving out and, you know, going through the city and just starting to feel really overwhelmed and really quite quite anxious and and feeling lightheaded and feeling really um, dizzy and like it was really quite stressful just being out of the house and I'm sure I'm not the only person who may experience those sorts of things Um, and particularly for myself having this being quite triggering because as I shared in uh, a couple episodes ago I have a a big challenge with anxiety around getting sick so for me this has been a really interesting time to try and work on managing myself and what I'm sharing with you today are some of the things uh, that I practice for myself. See, I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not by any means here saying that this is going to cure anything, that this is going to support you more than some qualified professional can. Not at all. But what I am sharing with you is some things that I'm doing that I'm finding really helpful in managing my anxiety around (laughs) getting sick and dying in a situation where people are getting sick and dying. (laughs) So knowing what I know and understanding how these practices are helping me, I I just want to share that knowledge with you to maybe help you feel a bit of certainty in your life in a time that is just so uncertain. So going outside for some people can be really stressful. So what we want to look at not only is how we can be active in home, which I've talked about. There are ways that you can move your body at home by various means, whether it's getting support with us in one of our programs, whether it's going onto YouTube and looking at different exercise videos there and following along to those, whether it's dancing, whether it's yoga, there's a variety of ways that you can move your body at home. But what we really want to look at is how we can support your mental health at the same time. Because mental health influences our physical health. When we're stressed, that has a physiological response in our body. It releases hormones that do all sorts of 
wild and interesting things to our bodies in response to that that fear and that anxiety. We go, our body goes into this chemical survival mode of flight, fight or freeze. And in that situation, our hormones are often quite out of balance. And that has physiological responses on us, but it also has big implications on our mental health. It impacts how our quality of sleep, it impacts our appetite, it impacts all these things that are so closely tied into how motivated and how good we feel about moving ourselves. So learning to check in with yourself is a really valuable tool. And you can do that by asking yourself high quality questions. So these are questions that you can ask yourself that will give you a constructive answer. So when we ask ourselves a question, our brain will always give us an answer. It's the way it's wired to. It will answer any question we have. And that's not always a good thing because the answers we come up with are not always helpful for us. They're not always constructive. They're not always nice. And when we're stressed, it can be really easy to fall into this pattern especially if it's one that we've practiced a lot over our lives, of asking ourselves questions that may not be helpful. It's like, oh, why am I feeling so worried then? Oh, this is silly. What's wrong with me? Why? And asking yourself questions like that. But what's wrong with me is a question that's always going to come back with not necessarily a nice answer. Because our self-talk cannot always be nice. And if we struggle with a low self-esteem, asking yourself a question like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Those sorts of questions with a low self-esteem can come back with some really, really horrible answers. Like, it's because you're not good enough. It's because you're not worth anything. It's because you have no value. Like these, and these answers and these questions, they're, they're harmful. And they're, they're a low quality question because the answer you're getting is not going to be good for you. It's not good for others around you and it's not good for yourself long term. So what we want to do is look at how we can ask ourselves questions that not only short term, but long term can actually be good for you. So this is asking yourself a high quality question. So for myself in the situation, I'm like, I'm feeling really stressed right now. Okay. Why? Am I feeling stressed right now? Okay, I'm feeling stressed because I have anxiety around getting sick. Okay, that's good. Now, what are you doing right now to keep yourself safe? Already, I have hand sanitizer with me. I have a mask, even though the government says that they don't work. I think they do. (laughs) So I'm wearing a mask to be extra cautious also because I don't know whether or not I'm actually sick myself, considering that like 50% of cases of COVID-19 are asymptomatic. So I could very well already have this virus. And I don't know that. So I wear a mask. It keeps myself safe. It keeps others safe. What are you doing? What else? you doing? I'm not going near people. I'm keeping my distance. I'm minimizing what I touch. I'm always making sure I'm showering when I come home. So I'm asking myself questions that are giving myself helpful answers. And this can help me manage the anxiety I feel because I know that what I'm doing is constructive. I'm knowing what I'm doing is good for me. I'm knowing that what I'm doing is good for others. And I'm knowing that what I'm doing is good for the greater good because I'm not putting myself at risk. I'm not putting others at risk. And therefore, I'm lowering my ability to spread any sort of sickness to other people. And that that helps me to reduce my anxiety. Now, it doesn't make it go away. And it and in yesterday's situation, it was it was a real challenge. So it's not always going to work perfectly either, but the logic is there and that can help to feel grounding. So asking yourself high quality questions 
in situations, and even if you're not in a state of anxiety, say you're just at home and you're feeling a bit confined or a bit overwhelmed, it's asking yourself those questions. Well, what can I do now that can help me? And finding those answers, what would I like to be doing to fill my time? What have I always wanted to do but thought I never had the time to do? Finding those answers because the answer to those questions are long-term going to be helpful for you because in a situation where so many of our lives are always so busy to suddenly being like, we have so much free time, <laughs> now how can we actually use it for all those things that we wanted to do but we never had time? This is a perfect opportunity to start a new habit, to learn something new, to practice something new, to finish something that you started but never ended up having the time to finish. So asking yourself questions around those sorts of things can be really helpful in helping you feel like you can get some control back into the situation because at the end of the day, the only thing we can control is our thinking, nothing else. And nothing else in the world we can possibly control. We can't control people. We can't control circumstances around us. We can't control the environment. We can only ever control our own thinking. So seeing as we have time, we may as well utilize it in ways that are going to be constructive. And that can be in so many different ways, but it's about asking yourself it's about asking yourself those high quality questions to get the answers that are going to help you short term and long term. So what can you do? So I mentioned that what one of the things I was going to be sharing with you about is a routine. Now, a routine is a really great to bring some structure into your day because if you've gone from someone who like maybe had to go to work every day, so you know you get up, you do your thing, you go to work, and all of a sudden now it's like boom. You're getting up, but you're not going to work. Like, what are you doing? Is it you may be looking for new work? You may be just at home because you've looked for as much work as you can at the moment and you're just having some downtime. Whatever the circumstance is, you may be studying, you may be studying remotely. There's so many different situations that we all find ourselves in, and finding a routine that can bring some structure to your day can actually be really affirming. So, you can start by creating a time you want to wake up. Just sit down and think about it. So what time in the morning do I want to wake up? What do I want to do once I've woken up? You know, what do I want to do to fill my day? And you can plan these things. Like, do you want to spend time learning a new skill? Currently, I'm spending some of my free time learning Japanese. This is something I've been trying to do for, for an extended period of time. But now I find myself with so much more time on my hand and having just completed renovating our training studio, which filled my week and a half just gone quite nicely. I'm now finding myself in a situation where I've got a lot more free time instead of spending my day constructing things. So I'm focusing on learning Japanese, which is something I've really wanted to do for years and years. So I'm finding that really helpful and it's setting a time to do it and sitting down and like for, for this one hour, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to practice Japanese. And you can find other ways to do it. If you don't want to learn a new skill, you can learn new ways you can move the body or you can you move your body in ways you already know how to do. So if you have trained in the past, you can write yourself a little program. You could look on YouTube. You could join us. You could find a dance video. You could find a yoga video. You could find you know a meditation video on YouTube and follow along to any of those and learn something new or move your body in a way that you know how to. You could find new podcasts to listen to. You could listen to some people who are doing some really inspiring things out there in all different areas. And you can really actually take this as a time to acquire a new ability or develop a new ability that you have always wanted to have. So after that, 
though, once you've kind of sat down and thought, what do I want to do for the day? It's like, well, then what? Are you going to prepare some food? You know, what are you going to eat? What can you eat? What do you have access to? Do you need to go shopping? Do you need to prepare yourself to go out to actually buy some stuff? You know, when are you going to have some downtime in your day? Are you going to watch some Netflix? Are you going to do some gaming? Are you going to reach out to others, have some video calls or, you know, message some people and stay in contact with people, have some social time? You know, what time are you going to go to bed? So figuring out and just putting some steps down to get through your day can be really helpful because it kind of you're not having to guess you're not trying to fill time you're not necessarily feeling lost it's like okay I know what I'm going to do I'm going to get up at seven I'm going to have a coffee I'm going to sit down I'm going to relax you know I might look at the socials and see what everyone's talking about on social media connect with some people just you know to get myself started feeling feeling like you know there's others around me I'm in a community even though I may be at home by myself you know, are you living with someone? Do you want to sit down and have a conversation? Have a debrief. Check in with who you're living with. Ask them how they're going. Share how you're going. And just kind of create those little connections. There are so many options. But having that structure can be really affirming. And it can be quite simple just to put a few dot points down. If you want to put a few times down that you want to do certain things and then just follow that. And it does make things easier. It's what I do. And I've found it really helpful. Another thing you can do is checking in with yourself. So ask yourself, you know, are the thoughts I'm having right now positive or are they negative? Now, there's no wrong answer here. There's no like, well, you're having negative thoughts. Well, that's wrong. You need to change that. It's like, no, it's all about just figuring out where you're at because when you know where you're at, you know how to move forward. Like, do I need to take things a bit slower? Do I need to spend some extra time just with self-care? Do I need to just take a moment and tell myself, you know, this shit's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. It's hard now. This will pass. It's going to be okay. But there's no wrong answer. If you're having positive thoughts right now, if you're having negative thoughts right now, that's just where you're at. And all that question is, is giving you an idea of where you're at and how you can proceed with your day. So another thing you can ask yourself is, are the thoughts I'm having about something I can control? Because if you're having thoughts about something and you're thinking, well, my thoughts are having positive and negative, they're negative. Okay. Are the thoughts I'm having about something I can control? No. So I'm having negative thoughts about something I can't control. So it's like, okay, I see a connection here. If I can't control the thing I'm thinking about, then it's more likely I'm going to have a negative thought about it because I'm going to feel out of control. I'm going to feel like overwhelmed. What am I able to do? I can't do anything right now. Holy fuck. I can't do anything right now. Shit. I'm stuck in this situation and I can't do anything about it. And like, so it can perpetuate these, these thought processes. So the next question you can ask yourself is, what can I control? The only thing that we can control in our lives is our thoughts. And that may not always seem easy. It can feel really hard. No, actually, it wasn't until about maybe a year and a half ago, possibly two years now. And I can't believe it took me so long, but I actually had this like mind-blowing realization. It was like, oh my gosh, I have the ability to control how I act and how I think. Like it blew my mind. I seriously, in my life, had never thought about it. And I had this epiphany and I sat there for like 10 minutes, mind completely blown, just like, holy shit. I can actually decide how I respond in a situation. Like, no way. Why did no one ever tell me this? I should have been taught this like 30 years ago. (laughs) 
And for me, it was like a huge realization. I felt a little bit of a nufty, really. It's like, it seems obvious. Once I had the realization, it seemed really obvious. But up until that point, it wasn't because we respond in certain ways almost automatically. It's like subconscious because when we're young, we learn ways to survive. We learn responses to things that help us survive. And so when that becomes our automatic response to something, it doesn't matter what situation we're in, it's going to become our go-to because it's what we've always done. And stopping that automatic response can be really challenging. (laughs) And it's something, since I had that realization, like at least a year and a half ago, what I've been trying to work on is managing my responses to things to not just do what I've always done because I know now that I have the ability to choose to act in a different way. And it is definitely not easy. (laughs) But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. It's just like training our bodies. When we train our responses in certain ways, when we start becoming aware of how we can respond, it becomes easier to make a choice and think, actually, I have a choice. I think that's the first step for me. Once I realized that I can choose how to feel in a situation, I can choose how to respond in a situation, when those situations came up, I was able to go, okay, I have a choice right now. I can choose to respond the way I always would, or I can choose to act in a different way. And sometimes I could almost imagine it like a fork in the road. And and there were certain times where it's like, okay, I'm at the fork in the road. I really, really feel like I want to just get caught in emotion and I want to follow this path that I've always followed. And sometimes I would. And the moment that I did that, I'd have this thought of like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> now we're riding this wave. <laughs> and I would have to just work through this roller coaster of emotion and all these feelings and these, and just, it was hard. And having that awareness to make that choice for myself has been really life-changing. And in this circumstance that we find ourselves in right now, it's actually been really helpful because I'm able to, at the times when I'm feeling anxious, able to manage myself better because I can say, okay, I'm feeling anxious right now. Okay, why? Okay, I know why I'm feeling anxious right now. Now, what choice do I have? How can I choose to respond? I can acknowledge that I have the anxiety and not just acknowledging how I have the, that I have the anxiety, but allowing myself to have it because if I fight that, then it gets worse. And if you fight a feeling that you have, it gets worse. So it's okay to have a feeling, but it's not getting caught in it, which makes the difference. So for myself, I'm getting much better at, going, okay, I'm feeling anxious. I'm, I'm okay to feel anxious. Yes, it doesn't feel pleasant. I can sit in this feeling, but it passes. And if it doesn't pass, it's usually because I'm trying to fight it. And it's like, fuck, I don't want to feel anxious. Oh my gosh, I need to try and stop thinking about this. And the more I try and stop thinking about the anxiety, the more I think about the anxiety, because it's like when you tell yourself not to think about a thing, of course, you're going to think about that thing. <laughs> so looking at what you can control and what you can't control and looking at how you can choose to control the thoughts you're having can be really helpful in this situation. And like I said, not easy and it's not always going to work, but the more you try to look at what you can manage and what you can't manage, the easier it becomes to look at how you can change what you're thinking and how you're thinking. And asking yourself, what is something that I can do right now that will be helpful for me? So is it contacting someone? Is it taking a moment to breathe? Is it moving your body in some way? I know yesterday when I was feeling quite anxious, we were in the car as I was driving and I was sitting in the passenger seat and I'd spent about 
10 minutes trying to manage myself and I was feeling like these waves of dizziness come over me and I was feeling really fidgety and restless and I was tense and I couldn't, I felt tight in my chest and it was just getting worse. And, and after about 10 minutes of trying to work through that, I turned to Zay and I just said, Zay, look, I'm feeling really anxious right now. I'm feeling tense. I feel tight in my chest. And I just expressed to them that that was what I was feeling. And they just said, they held my hand and they said, it's going to be okay, Bowie. And just that allowed me to just breathe. And I was able to kind of let go of some of that. And as I was feeling the emotion and I was feeling these feelings, just being able to share. And for myself, that was really helpful. And even checking in and asking Zay, it's like, am I going to be okay right now? And it it feels weird being open in that situation because to me it feels quite vulnerable. And I know I spent a long time hiding, hiding this anxiety that I have. It's not... It's not often that I've shared with people that I get anxiety at all. I always prided myself on being seen as that kind of tough person. So it's really been a challenge. But opening up and just sharing that and, and being able to say, even though it feels vulnerable, but able to say, am I going to be okay? And just having that reassurance, it's like, yeah, you're going to be okay. Just breathe. And it allowed me to be able to kind of let go of some of that tension and feel like it's okay. And I'm not alone in this and I have someone here who is supporting me. So if you're asking yourself these questions and still feeling like it's hard for you to manage, can you reach out to someone? Can you talk to someone? Can you, is there something affirming that you can do to just get some reassurance? I know there's, and I'll, I'll share these again. I did last week as well. Maybe it was the week before. Um, if you need a support line, you can message. Uh, if you're in Australia, there is Switchboard which is a queer affirming helpline and you can online chat to them or you can phone call them. If you're after a just a general helpline, there's a Lifeline, there's Beyond Blue. I'll link to all of those because sometimes you just need someone to talk to, to listen to the fears you're having. Then once you get them out, it can really help them feel less. And if you're really in crisis, talking to someone can be really helpful. Now, another thing that you can do is to meditate each day, even if it's just for a minute. And I know I know meditation can seem a bit kind of woo-woo, and I don't know, maybe that's just me. I'm going to look at some of, the, some of the people who kind of preach about meditation, and I feel like it's a bit whitewashed, and it's kind of been taken over by a lot of people in Western society, and I've, I feel a bit hesitant to be sharing it because I don't want to be one of those people. (laughs) Um, And I know that's only my own perceptions and my own beliefs, and I certainly don't want to uh, express them or push them onto anyone else. I have my own views on these things. But I have been practicing meditation for quite some time, and I have found it to be really helpful in helping me manage not just my anxiety but also my frustration that I have in life, how to, how I can manage anger that I have, am challenged by. So there's all these, all these circumstances where I use just some breathing and mindfulness to help me manage my emotions better. And it's, it works. Like there's something that's been around for like three and a half thousand years or something like that. If it's still going after that long, it's got to have some solid backing. <laughs> there's something that it does right for people to continue to carry this on. And it does work. And it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be woo-woo. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. It's just about breathing and focusing on being present. And when you're being present, you're not going to worry about things. I heard a really interesting quote. I'm not sure who said it, but it was something like, 
when we're depressed, we're living in the past. And when we're anxious, we're living in the future. So thinking about things that have passed that we can't change can, can, can bring us down. And worrying about things that could happen. I know for myself, this is my anxiety. And I, and I see it. I see it um, coming like this. And it's like I worry about what could happen. Oh, I could get sick. What if it's this? Oh, I'm feeling this way in my body. What if it's this? What if it's this? And it's that future thinking that just it perpetuates my anxiety. So being present doesn't allow the anxiety or the depression to come in and these are experiences I've had with both and they've challenged me quite a bit through my life and understanding that if I'm just being where I am now and accepting that this is where things are right now this is what's happening right now because like things I can't change and if I can't change them then I need to accept and if I accept them then I can be present in that moment that doesn't mean I can accept things without them, without being okay with them. But it's like, what's in my control? What's in my control to manage right now? This is what's in my control to manage right now. Okay, well, I accept this situation and being able to manage this circumstance in this way. So meditation is a really amazing practice that can really develop mental resilience. It can relieve stress, depression. I actually used meditation. I struggled for most of last year with some pretty severe depression and just through meditation and I used some guided meditations and I will share some rad free meditation apps um, in a moment with you all that you can practice. And I, I popped in and used one of these and I found some guided meditations around depression. And just through those, I was able to work through it and I know that's not going to be the case for everyone, and I'm by no means saying that meditation is going to cure depression. Not at all. There is definitely varied degrees of depression, and they are all going to be managed in different ways with each individual person. But meditation can support feelings of depression. It can support feelings of anxiety. It can just help you ground yourself and feel better in the moment. So how can you begin to add these to your day? You may be wondering... Well, if you're looking at creating a daily routine, like to help bring structure and stuff, a great place to start is just by writing it down. You can write it down on a piece of paper. You can put it in a calendar, whether it's an old school paper calendar or a digital calendar. Just getting it down so that you can see it is going to be a great start. And you don't even have to start with every day of the week all at once. You know, you could start with just one day a week or you could start with just your mornings. Don't think you've got to go fuck me now I've got to plan a whole seven days like what the hell that's even more stressful it's like no no you don't have to plan your whole week just start with just like one one day or one morning it's like what do I want to do in the mornings I want to wake up at this time every day boom that is a perfect start you are well on your way just starting at one step at a time. And you know what? All of this, well, let's say you decide to pick a time you want to wake up every morning. And then for the next week, that's all you do. It's like, I'm going to wake up every day at seven o'clock. And you do that. And showing yourself and proving to yourself that you can do the things you say you're going to do is really affirming. And it can feel really good. It's like, wow, I actually did it. Like I said, I was going to get up at seven and I did. I feel really good now. What else can I add? You know, maybe I'm going to get up at seven all of every day next week. And I'm going to have breakfast at 8.30. And then, so the next week you get up at seven, you have breakfast at 8.30, and then you just tick in those little boxes and slowly building up. And that's a really cool way to start. But please don't think you've got to suddenly plan seven days and then stick to it because, <laughs> because it's not necessarily going to be possible to do that. Some people are amazing at just going, I'm going to plan this whole thing and I'm going to do it every day and I'm going to be great at it. And they are. And I envy them <laughs> because sometimes starting a routine can take time. It's practice like anything. Anything new takes practice. 
No one's ever good at anything straight away. Some people are gifted at things and may be more gifted than others and therefore it's easier for them, but no one is perfect straight away and perfection itself is a trap and totally untrue and there is no such thing as perfection. There is just varying degrees of success at things. So starting one morning a week, starting every morning of the week, starting one day a week, you know, it doesn't matter. Find somewhere that feels good for you to start. Find one thing and just start with that and just write it down so that it's tangible. It's there. You can see it. So if you need a reminder, it's like, oh yeah, I said, I'm going to wake up at seven o'clock tomorrow. Awesome. I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to do that. And you're done and it helps. You can write down helpful questions on palm cards. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed, if you're starting to feel stressed, then you don't have to be like, shit, what were those questions again? Um, oh, I can't remember. Damn it. It's like, so write them down, whether it's in like a journal or on some palm cards or something like that, just somewhere that so when you start feeling yourself or like getting into an overwhelmed state or anxious or depressed, or even if you want to start your day like that, just to see where you're at, having them there, I mean like, so are the thoughts I'm having right now positive or negative? It's like, cool, get that one. You know, if you want to write your answer down, if you want to start a journal on that every day, that could be really helpful as well. That way you can actually reflect and see how you're going. You can see if you're progressing. Some people can find it really affirming to be able to see and reflect on where they've been and where they're moving forwards. I mean, like, oh, last week was a bit up and down, but I'm feeling much more, you know, much more balanced this week. I've been doing these things and I'm seeing how it's helping me feel better in this situation. So writing it down is really cool. And not only that, you can look back on this in six months time once this is all past and be like, fuck, like I'm so proud of myself. I did all these things and I feel really good about myself for having done that. And I feel like I was able to be in control as much as I could and I was able to support myself. And I now actually have all these cool little habits that I used in that time to help my life now. So it's really good now to see how far you've come. Sometimes you don't see it until you look back and you've kind of been able to track that and you can really see your progress. Now you can download meditation apps if you are someone who wants to meditate. I did a bit of a Google search online um, looking for free ones and some of the cool ones I found and ones I've used are Headspace. Um, It's a really neat one, really nice English accented person who has a soothing voice um, that goes through a bunch of guided meditations. They're really cool. I did use them. Insight Timer, which is the um, the app I currently use. Now, they have a bunch of different uh, guided meditations, and they're all free. You can get heaps of them, and they're pretty cool people who um, who go through them, and they're, like, experienced as in yoga or as uh, mental health practitioners. Another one is Relax Now. There's Simple Habit. I have not used those two. There's Stop, Breathe, Think, UCLA Mindful. And now um, those last, what's that, one, two, three, four have not used but what I've seen online they look like pretty good ones they're free you get a certain amount of things if you pay you get extra things as most things are these days <laughs> and then there's one called smiling mind that are actually running everything free until the end of April to help people who are self-isolating to support them through COVID-19 which is pretty cool so I will link to those in the show notes but check any one of them out um, if you want to get started uh, you could also go on YouTube and listen to guided meditations. There's bunches of them out there. There's some really cool ones and all for really specific things as well. So if you've got anxiety, there's ones for that. If you've got depression, there's ones for that. If you want ones to help you sleep, there's ones for that. There's there's ones for motivation. There's ones for focus. There's, there's pretty much anything you can think of. There's a meditation for it. <laughs> That's how diverse meditation is. 
but it can be really helpful just listening to someone else instead of sitting there for, you know, I'm going to sit for 60 seconds and try not to think about anything. And then all you're doing is thinking about things. And I find even with guided meditations, you kind of still tend to sit there and think about things because it's not that you can't think about things. It's just like remembering, okay, I'm thinking about a thing right now. That's right. Let's try and spend just a second not thinking about a thing. Oh, I spent that second not thinking about a thing. Yay, I win. (laughs) It can feel challenging, but Meditation is pretty cool and it's not about not thinking about things. It's just about taking as many moments as you can within the time span to try to think about just the present, to be in the present moment. So what if, for whatever reason, you are unable to do any of these things right now? So if you can't start a routine, let's say uh, you struggle to keep time well, then you can start some little things that you want to do for your day without setting a time onto it. Say you pick one thing each day that you just want to get done. Say today I want to spend 60 seconds meditating. It doesn't matter when you do it, just as long as you do it. Or I want to prepare myself a meal today. It doesn't matter what meal it is. It doesn't matter when you prepare it. If you prepare yourself one meal today, you're ticking that box. You're getting that thing done. So you can create routine in your life without it having to be around structured times. Because sometimes it can feel really challenging for people to have to try and keep to a time frame. So it's okay. You don't have to that. Say, pick two things. If you get those two things done for the day, then you're consistently doing two things for the day. Every day, it doesn't matter what time you do them. But you're just getting them done. You are a winning friend, and that is an awesome thing to do as well, and totally possible to create your own version of a routine, because who says it has to have anything to do with time frames? <laughs> that is only one way of doing it. There are many ways. If asking yourself high-quality questions feels a bit too hard, you can try asking yourself some neutral questions, and this is sometimes, especially when I'm qu- feeling quite anxious, this is what I find myself doing. So instead of trying to ask questions that are like, well, what can I do right now to help myself? It's like, it's too much. But what I can say is, what am I thinking right now? Be factual. Okay, what am I feeling right now? What is one thing that I can touch, look at, feel, smell right now to help me ground myself? So being factual and not putting any sort of opinion on it, asking yourself questions that are just fact-based can help if you're not able to or not have the capacity to ask yourself a question that may come with you having to enact a solution. So I find there's moments when that becomes more helpful for me because it's just allowing me to be present. So let's say if you don't have consistent access to the internet or data so you can't download an app to help you with your meditation, well, what can you do? Well, you can just set yourself a timer, say for 60 seconds, and just breathe. And while you're breathing, you're going to think about how your breathing feels, like as you're breathing in, how does it feel as you come in through your nose? How does it feel as you breathe out and exhale, either through your mouth or through your nose? So just focusing on thinking about how your breath feels for 60 seconds. That's a really good one. It's one that I found really helps me stop thinking about or like stops my mind wandering or having daydreams because I daydream hardcore. Uh, but if I can take a moment to just think about how my breath feels, really helpful. And you don't need a guided meditation. I mean, it can help, but it's not necessary. You can set yourself a 60 second timer and just think about that breath coming in, your breath coming out. Or you can think about relaxing your body, like starting at your head and working down. It's like, I'm going to okay, think about my head. I'm going to relax my face. I'm going to breathe out. I'm going to relax my shoulders. I'm going to relax my arms. My fingers are relaxed. I'm going to breathe out again. You know, keep moving down. 
my back is relaxed, my stomach is relaxed, my legs are nice and relaxed. And just spend a moment just scanning your body. And as you scan over each part, as you think about each part of your body, just think about relaxing it and just breathe and relax. And every time you breathe out, just think about relaxing that body part that you're thinking of. And that can be a really helpful way to start practicing something meditative or grounding without needing data, without needing access to a phone, without needing anything other than either you're doing it for as long as you feel, like you don't even need a timer really. You could just sit there for a moment and just spend as long as you feel comfortable to just thinking about that. Even if it takes like 30 seconds, just do a scan of your body and breathe and relax everything. And if that's it, then you're done. You can pop up, you know, but just taking that moment is another way that you can do it. So let's go over everything that I've talked about today. There's been quite a bit, as usual. (laughs) So we've looked at creating some routine in your day, however that looks, whether it's by putting it to a timed schedule or just picking a few activities that you want to do each day and getting them done whenever. We've looked at how you can check in with yourself and ask yourself high quality questions or neutral questions, depending on where you're at, and remembering there are no wrong answers to how you're feeling whether you're feeling good or whether you're feeling bad, whether you're having positive thoughts or whether you're having negative thoughts, none of them are wrong, especially in this situation right now when there's so much uncertainty. So there's also taking a moment to meditate or breathe and just be present. And this one can be super challenging, but really helpful because it helps to just calm you. Breathing and focusing on breathing is really beneficial because it helps slow your heart rate. And when um, your heart rate slows down, then your body relaxes more and you reduce anxiety and it can just be a really nice calming practice. Now you can find all these details in the show notes. I'll be linking to some meditation apps. I'll be linking to some support services if you're in crisis and you need someone to talk to right now because please talk to people. You're not in this alone and there are people out there who can support you. If you don't feel like talking to a crisis line, do you have a close friend? Do you have a family member? Do you have someone else that you can talk to and just express how you're feeling or what you're experiencing right now? Now, if you want to find out more about us or what we do, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective. You can find us on Instagram as Non-Gendered Fitness, Fearless Movement Co. Or myself, Bowie Stover, as the No TNB. So until next week, friend, remember, you can get through this. We're all in this with you and we are all in this together. You're stronger than you may think, and this will pass. Have a right as day.